Hey guys, today's a huge, serious do it now lesson. This is Hangout Talks. I'm Peter, the student marketer. I'm with Trent, Mr. Goodall. And today we're hanging out with radiologist Dr. Eugene Choi, MD, and we're covering how to handle this pandemic, his life story, and how he became a radiologist, why bad health decisions when you're younger will influence your future health, and other life and health tips. With all that said, let's hang out. Hey everybody, thank you for hanging out again. Today we're hanging out with Dr. Eugene Choi, MD. He's the chair of radiology in a hospital at Los Angeles. He wears multiple hats in the medical field and his passion for fitness. So if you want to see how much passion, check out his Instagram, you'll see how much passion there are. Let's welcome Dr. Eugene Choi. Hey guys, how you guys doing? Nice to, nice to meet you both. Nice to meet you too, Eugene. And to start off, how are you doing during this pandemic, man? Like I know it's very, um, it's, it's, it's crazy right now. I know in Colorado where there's like lots of up and downs, we're trying to reopen, but there's, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of precaution there. Right. I mean, things are, um, from a hospital standpoint, things mm-hmm. are re- relatively stable. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we never got the, the spike that we saw in New York or New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, there was, there was a time early on in the pandemic where everyone was borderline hysterical and, and uh, very anxious about this whole pandemic uh, crisis and um, the situation with PPEs what was, was getting dire. Um, and, but however, you know, things, things have settled down. Um, the number of COVID patients in our hospital has been relatively steady. And we've just, we've just become accustomed to, to, seeing, to treating um, and diagnosing diseases in, in patients that are positive with, with, the, with the virus. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's part of our new reality. Like like everyone else, you know, there's everyone's going through something. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is a major change in all of our lives. You know, for me, uh, from a personal standpoint, the biggest adjust adjustment has been living away from my family for, for their own protection. Um, I, I live in my condo in L.A., whereas um, my my family has moved out uh, to live with my in laws. Um, and since the middle of March, I, I, I haven't seen my two young boys. It's been, you know, FaceTime every night um, before bed. And, you know, other than that, it's, you know, um, I, I just haven't seen them. You know, I, I miss them dearly. Um, and that's been, for me, the mo- most challenging part. I'm also, you know, you know, living alone. But at the same time, early on, there, there was the anxiety of, of me uh, getting infected with the virus and spreading it to my wife and my two kids. And, and that anxiety is, is not, not there anymore. So, um, yeah, it's, it's like I said, this is just a new reality. It's, um, we're, we're just trying to figure out when's a good time to live back together as a family. And I, I think a lot of other uh, uh, physicians uh, are, are going through the same process. Um, you, know, you know, I know a handful of doctors who, who work in the emergency room on the ICU who are, uh, who are you know, who face this, the same exact dilemma. But, you know, now, you know, things are, are slow. Uh, I'm, I'm in California and, you know, we were one of the earliest states to, to shut down and, and uh, we're, we're starting to open up very slowly. You know, now we, we can go to the beach, we can hike. We still can't get a haircut and, you know, the gyms aren't open, but, um, 
you know, like like the rest of the nation, I, I think you know things are slowly going to open, and yeah, and we we all have to get adjusted to the new reality. No, that, like thank you for sharing that with us too. Like that's with everybody hanging out with us. Like that, those are the things. Like they don't like in the news, they don't talk about like hey, these physicians are going through this. Like the family time is is affected by everything going. Not just uh, like they don't go through that part. Like everybody that's going through in the medical field, like right now. So that's how you're saying like you haven't seen your family since march and like uh face to face like in person and things like that mm-hmm. like people should be aware of that like everybody that in that is in the medical field yeah and, um and um just to for everybody that's hanging out like mm-hmm. for the family side like what do you have advice for them like how to kind of keep it going and of course keeping them safe first of all and just kind of how to cope with everything it's hard it's it's hard i mean you have to i mean fortunately we have the technology to be able to, you know, um, talk to, you know, your loved ones o- over the phone. You know, I could be outside and, and call my wife and, and be able to see my my kids. You know, uh, my younger one turned one uh, recently in the middle of May, and and we had to have a birthday party over Zoom, which was um, not the most ideal setting. But you know, for, fortunately, we, we we have the technology, you know, to be able to. I'm able to see my, my family, uh, even though I can't obviously hug them or, or or see them in person. And you know that's the the best thing you can do. And for me, I've been just trying to, you know, take. There's always a silver lining in, in anything that's that's bad. You know, you try to think, focus on the positives. Um, with, with before the pandemic, you know, I I had a horrible time with my sleep. Mm. Uh, uh, and, and that's multifactorial. One is, you know, I I spent most of my 20s and 30s sleeping, uh, getting five hours or less of sleep a night. Um, and that's partly due to the medical training and this this pre, this notion that sleep wasn't important. And, and so, um, and, and if you add to that, I had two young kids. One, you know, one was not even one. Uh, and the other was four to five years old and, and just being woken up every few hours, um, it's made, made it challenging just to, to be able to sleep through the night. Um, now, you know, as, as difficult as it is living apart from my family, I'm able to work on my sleep. I'm able to, you know, cook my own meals. Um, you know, with this ample time I, I get, to, I've never, I've never really dedicated myself to, to, to learn how to cook, um, uh, you know, usually it's been just fast foods or, you know, when the family was together, my wife would, would cook something. But now it's trying to develop a new skill. You know, I, I have more, you know, time to to read books um, and, and pursue other activities, you know, uh, whereas previously it, 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 it's borderline chaotic um, with, with two young boys running around. And, and so, you know, I, I've been trying to focus on the positive Um and of course, there are times when I'm not working and it gets very lonely. Yeah, oftentimes, it's actually easier being at work because you you you, you get some sort of human contact. Uh, but like this week, uh, I'm on vacation, so you know the, the human contact is minimal. You know, a part of me, you know, you know, wants to be at work and and just you know uh, be able to you know see other people and interact with other people. You know, my, so my advice is, you know, just just focus on on, on the positive portion, you know, um, and, and 
and you know make make each day count you know it's it's there's no point in just being depressed over the situation and, and just kind of watch uh watch time fly uh, fly by and, and you know um uh, you know i'm using time to really focus on myself and you know my own health uh specifically you know sleep and, and nutrition um and pre-covid it was it's more challenging um with with, with, yeah. with the family and two young kids yeah and speaking along of like the taking care of yourself like what kind of led you up to kind of like your career path or the journey that you're on with fitness and health and everything like that? Sure. Like how do you get, get there? Sure. So uh, just as a background, um, I've been passionate about fitness since I was a teenager. I, I started lifting weights as a 13-year-old. Um, I actually backtracked. Uh, just prior to that, I was, I was into Taekwondo and I, re- and I got my black belt in junior high school. And then um, in junior high school, I, I stopped Taekwondo after I got my black belt. And then I got into weightlifting and, and I, I ran track in high school and in a portion of college. So from a very early on, early age, I, I was very into fitness. You know, the, the weightlifting um, early on was, was more of a personal desire to, to be more muscular. And, you know, I was always a skinny kid. Um, and you know, just just back then, you know, it's kind of idolized. You know, um, the the superstar heroes in Hollywood. You know, the Calvin Klein models uh, you see in department stores, and, and that's the 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 motivation. Um, even though the passion for exercise has has always been there, the, the motivation for fitness has um, has obviously evolved over the years. Um, you know, the, the reason why I'm, I'm just as equally as passionate about fitness now is very different from 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 when i was a teenager in, in college actually before college I, I i was always interested in a career in, in medicine um, early on uh, because of my passion for sports and 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 fitness i i wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon uh, when i went to med school um, i just realized that i didn't like being in the operating room and, and i switched to um, radiology is, which is what I'm practicing right now. Um, so I, I went through med school and, and what I realized, um, while I was studying medicine is I was showing signs of chronic disease. You know, the diseases that, yeah, that you see in, in older adults, I started exhibiting them in my twenties. So specifically my blood pressure was, was elevated, you know, um, my cholesterol levels were, were very abnormal. Um, for, for me at the time, I was, um, you know, this is in, in med school, in my, in my mid-20s, I was running marathons, I was lifting weights, you know, I was very fit. And in my mind, I, I just kind of thought, okay, this is, this is all genetic. Uh, there's no way that, you know, um, I thought I was eating fine, you know, based on what we knew back then. Um, you know, exercise was an issue because I was exercising a lot, especially for someone uh, as a med student. I, I, I think I, I was... Um, I, I was definitely exercising more than your average med student. Um, this continued. This, um, you know, through through residency, you know, um, from a metabolic health standpoint, I was not healthy. You know, just based on my my blood work. And until my mid thirties, I really didn't do anything about it because in, in my mind, it was all quote unquote genetic, um, and I just had something that was nothing I can do to control it. And and then 
I uh, discovered CrossFit, and this is in my mid thirties after after training, and and you know they had a they had a paleo challenge. It, it was just sort of this, you were you were able to enter this competition, and it was a it was like a month or two competition, and and you were um, you were to try the paleo diet, which is a, which is a low carb diet. Um, and, and so I, I gave that a try and then, you know, to my astonishment, you know, my, my lab work, my blood pressure all normalized. Uh, and, and that's when, you know, things started changing for me. It, it, that's when I realized that everything that we were taught about nutrition, uh, was completely wrong. Um, and the other real, realization I had is if you just eat normal foods or, you know, what, what people consider or normal diet you are essentially expected to have chronic disease, you know? Um, and, and that's why it's so common in older adults. I think in older adults, um, it, it's just part of developing, you know, diabetes, hypertension, heart disease. It, people just accept it as this part of aging. Uh, and, and what I realized in my, in my 30s is, Hey, this is something you have control over with your lifestyle. It's it's not mm-hmm. it's not something that's destined to happen. Um, if if you if you live if you have the lifestyle of, of your typical American with the typical meals that everyone eats, you know, cereal for breakfast, OJ for you know in the morning, you know, um, having a burger with fries for for lunch. If you just eat the what what's considered normal you are bound to develop the same disease, the diseases that it's so that you see in older adults, especially um, in, in patients in, in, in the hospitals. So, so as, as a physician who, who works full time in a hospital, I, I deal with, I see and treat and diagnose disease in very, very sick patients. Um, and, and these, you know, these are patients with advanced diabetes, advanced heart disease, you know, advanced cancer. And, and I, I've always told my wife, you know, this is before I got into social media. If people just see what I see on a daily basis, you know, if, if people just knew what I knew, um, early on, then, you know, then their behavior would change, you know, you know, if, if you, if you, t- I'm sure if you interview all these sick patients in the hospital and, and, and they were given the opportunity to go back in time, you know, back to their 20s and 30s, I'm sure many of them would, would have changed their behavior so that they don't end up um, having the disease that they currently have. And, and in yeah. the same way, conversely, I wish I could give people, you know, I'm in my 40s, you know, sort of middle-aged. I wish... I could tell, give people that are younger than me in their thirties and twenties a crystal ball, and, and be like, "Hey, this is this is what your life is going to be like when you're fifty and sixty. You're going to be you're going to be on ten medications. You know, you're going to be you're going to be seeing doctors after doctors. You know, you're you're going it, it's going to be a lot of lot of discomfort or maybe pain. You know, all those blood draws, all those medications, all the side effects from medications. I mean, is that the life you want? And and it, it doesn't, you know, all these diseases don't happen overnight. You know, it, it takes years to develop mm-hmm. these diseases. Uh, and, and so um, 
a lot of people in their 20s and 30s are, are developing chronic diseases but just don't have any symptoms. They're, they're developing uh, insulin resistance. And if they continue to attract, they're going to develop full-blown diabetes, you know, down the road, you know. So my, my role in, in social media, uh, well, I should say mainly Instagram. I'm not really active on, on, on any other social media avenues. But the goal of my, my Instagram page is sort of give people a heads up, you know. A lot, a lot of times in my stories, I, I, when I see good cases that would be a good warning, uh, a good cautionary tale for for young people, I, I, I post them, um, and, and you know, with the hope that you know maybe some of these stories that I see will will be an impetus for change. Sometimes, you know, we all know that smoking is bad, you know, uh, and, and there are people that that smoke, and and they know it's it'll eventually cause lung cancer, but it seems so far down the road, you know. So when I show a video of me doing a biopsy on uh, lung cancer in an older patient and, and show them a glimpse of what it's like, you know, to go through all that, um, maybe it will trigger a spark or, or something to, to motivate them to, to change their habits that, that, that are de- detrimental in, in the long term. Mm. No, that's, yeah. that's inspiring. Cause I think a, a lot of our generations, like we, we have so much resources in front of our faces, but we kind of like don't realize that we always have in mind, like, oh, I'm, I'm yeah. still young. I can drink as much as I want. I can do whatever I want. But as you get older, you kind of realize like, okay, like for me, at least I'm like, I'm getting to 25. Like I already noticed like I'm healing. Right. Oh yeah. Wait till you hit 40. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's going to get worse. It's all. I mean, 25 is supposed to be still your prime. Mm -hmm. Um, And with with each decade in life, you, you realize Mm -hmm. that you're mortal. Uh, I mean, when I was in my twenties, yeah. I ate whatever. I mean, I worked out crazy, uh, and I never thought I'd get injured, and I didn't get injured in my early in my twenties. Um, and, and now mm. uh, I, I realize that you know the wrong. If if I kind of overexert myself or um, not warmed up fully, then I, I'll pull a muscle here or there, and and I realize the fragility in my body. And but I, I think a lot of people my age kind of go through that. They they. They reach they reach their forties and it's sort of the midpoint of their life and and they realize hey uh, their bodies are not working as well they, as they used to and, and then you realize your 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 own mortality becomes more evident and, and and then you realize how important your health is and, you know your health people don't really appreciate health un, until they start losing it mm. and, and you know that's why young people. You know, I, I, I remember my 20s very distinctly. You know, I was relatively healthy. But when, it's when you get sick, uh, and then that's when you realize th- there's nothing else that, that really matters. You know, all your, your dreams, your aspirations, yeah. your, your family, your, even your friends, they all don't matter. If you're sick and you feel like crap or you're feeling pain, none of that matters. You know, uh, all, everything else just, just is contingent upon you being pain-free and being not sick when young people think about sickness they think about you know how they feel when they get a cold you know um and you know those are those are benign uh, but the, the the sickness that matters and that's not as easily reversible are are the chronic diseases that start popping up in middle-aged and older adults 
like if you ask doctors what is the worst chronic disease uh, that you wouldn't want to get, you know, I think a lot, of, a lot, a lot would say diabetes. You know, it's it's so common, but it's such a horrible disease, and, and but diabetes is something you don't get um, overnight. You know, it takes years and years of of damage for you to start displaying symptoms of diabetes, and then when you do, it, it's your quality of life just goes downhill. You could be eating, you know, in your 20s, you could be eating, you know, fries and, and, and soda every day and you'll, you'll be fine, you know, but it, it's over years and years of doing that, you know, th- there will be a day of reckoning. Um, there will be a day of reckoning mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it is reversible, but it's, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, it, it takes years and years of damage uh, of poor nutrition to reach that point. You know, it, it, it takes a lot of effort. Um and time to reverse it. Um, and and, and so, you know, it's, I, I kind of see my role uh, as, as giving, you know, people of your generation, you know, a heads up, you know, uh, I, I, I know you guys are young, you want to enjoy life, you want to drink and go to parties. And, and but in the back of your mind, you you want to think about your health, uh, because you don't want Absolutely. to reach a point where you end up 20 years down the road seeing your doctor and you're told that you have this, that, this disease is, you got to be placed on all these meds, you know, you don't want mm-hmm. to be, you don't, you don't want to deal with that day of reckoning. Uh, and, and if you talk to people that are in their fifties and sixties and seventies and who go through daily suffering because of consequences, because of decisions that they made early on, I think if those people, mm-hmm. you know, had a second chance, they would do th- things differently, you know, but, you know, with life, you know, you, you, there's no dress rehearsal. Mm-hmm. You go through it once, you know, so, you know, yeah. you guys are, are, are blessed with all, all this information on social media. You guys can interact with older people um, through social media. And, and mm-hmm. you know, these are things that weren't available to me uh, when I was in my, you know, bef- before the, you know, I grew up, Without the internet, you know, I grew up without a cell phone un- until my twenties, my um, and I, so I, I think, you know, there there are obviously, you know, although there are downsides to social media, you know, there, there's there's a lot of misinformation disseminated out there. I, I think, you know, it, it's it's an avenue that can be used for good, um, mm-hmm. and that's the other motivation yeah, for for someone like me being on social media. You know, I. I just, just give you a background. I, I wasn't even on Facebook because um, I just thought it was kind of lame. Um, I thought it was. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was. People just go, went on it just to. It was all self promotional. So I always kind of ignored it um, until I would say. So I started my page last year. Until two years ago, um, I realized that hey, you can't ignore social media. It's just you just can't ignore it. It's just, it's it's having such a profound impact on people, um, and and when 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 we went through that vaccine debacle um, with, with measles being being reactivated in, in in parts of the country, that's when I realized that you know, hey, why are celebrities or you know, actually in, in one case, why is this porn star uh, these people with no training? Or, or qualification to talk about vaccines, you know, going on social media and discouraging them, discouraging other parents to, 
to vaccinate their kids, you know? Um, and, and as a result of that, you had, you know, because of that misinformation, you had these, these outbreaks in, you know, in California, and New York. And, and, you know, as, as a father of a young boy, you know, that's something that really impacted me. Uh, and, and that's when I realized, mm-hmm. you know, hey, the, social media is something that we need to take seriously, you know. And, and I think, you know, uh, doctors or people that are qualified in, in, health, in the health professional field need to go on social media and, and fight back and, and disseminate accurate information. And so mm-hmm. that, that was, uh, you know, that was an, another motivation for me is, you know, as, as a physician, I think I'm an expert in certain areas of medicine. You know, I, I think I'm qualified to talk about certain areas of medicine. And my goal was, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully I, I can develop a page where not only can I inspire people to, to achieve higher levels of fitness, but also just educate them about things in medicine. So, mm-hmm. so that's, you know, um, so I, I try to provide stories of what I see in the hospital. Yeah, no, it's, it's very inspiring because I think a lot of people mm-hmm. need to kind of hear it, especially like from a, do- from a doctor and you've seen this like every single day. And especially like, I think it's good that you brought up like, with like a different, mm-hmm. like taking different supplements and different pills and like medicine and stuff like that. Just because a lot of people, they just hear stuff on right. social media, oh, you should take this, 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 and this. And then they just take it in like right. ungenerous right. amounts, yeah. as I would say. Right. And it's, and it's not good yes. for them. I, I think, you know, I have a very poor opinion of the supplement industry and, and I totally agree. You know, you have this 22 year old, you know, quote unquote influencer telling his audience members to take this supplement, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have these professional athletes who are paid to, you know, push all these sorts of supplements be, because they're getting paid and, and then their followers take them because they, they, they idolize, you know, the, the, the athlete or the, the influencer, you know, for example, yeah. This week, um, you know, I got some blood work and, and I'm, I'm going to talk about some of them in my stories and, and I plan on explaining why I take the supplements that I do. You know, I, I started taking vitamin D because yeah. the last time I checked my blood, my vitamin D levels were low, you know. It doesn't mean that all mm-hmm. of you should go and, and, and supplement with vitamin D, 12, uh, vitamin D you know. Um, so it, it's... With medicines and supplements, it, it needs to be very individualized, and um, I, I, ideally, it should be done in conjunction with with your with a healthcare professional. Uh, I, I think you know society kind of oversimplifies things. You know, uh, you should you should be taking this, this, and this for this, and, yeah. and it, it's it's confusing because everyone's saying different things. You know, um, and they're not telling you like the full. Thing that's what's going to happen what's the consequence it's like you say take this it's good for you but you're you don't see right like, the right, fine print exactly if you will. yeah and then just speaking of like health wise too we read that you had um or he's mentioned earlier the yes uh, apnea apnea my bad apnea and how and how you're dealing with that and then you also have like a yeah hyper, that's cholesterol hyperlipidemia, um, right that's high cholesterol yeah so those are yeah, all part of okay. my um, okay. health problems in my in my 20s um uh, mm. and so the reason why I was able to diagnose these conditions is because I was in medicine. I was a medical student. I was learning about these things. And, and you know, unfortunately, most people in their 20s are, are not. You know, I mean, had I, had I not been in medicine, I don't think my mm-hmm. sleep apnea would have been diagnosed. Um, 
So sleep apnea is, is when you don't when you don't breathe while you're sleeping. You're you're basically for, you know, for up to you know, uh, you know, thirty seconds or so. You're, you're just holding your breath, and then you let out a huge snore as you wake up, and you're constantly waking up throughout the night. So that's what that's what sleep apnea is, and that's something I learned in in med school. And a friend of mine taped me while I was sleeping one day, and I looked at the, at the video, and then I said, okay, well. I'm not breathing. I, I have sleep apnea. I just diagnosed myself with sleep apnea. And so I, I went to, I went to yeah. see a sleep doctor at Cornell, which is where I, I was a med student. And, and sleep apnea is usually a condition that's mm-hmm. diagnosed much later. It's usually in, in, you know, the typical patient is typically obese. You know, they have, they have a short neck. They have, old, they have fat deposition in the neck and they have a hard time breathing because of their weight. Um, for me, it was more of a congenital region. It was more of an anatomical. It was more of a, a bone structure issue. And so I went to the doctor and I told him, "Hey, I, I think I have sleep apnea." And he looked at me. I was, you know, I was very fit at that time. And he said, I, "You probably don't, but let's have you undergo a sleep test." Um, and that, and that's when you you spend the night at the hospital. They hook you up to all this equipment and they they, they evaluate your sleep. And the result of that was that I, I had moderate sleep apnea. You know, I, I should have mentioned it earlier, but that, that was one of the contributing factors of my poor sleep. I, I just wasn't breathing while, while I slept. And mm-hmm. on top of not getting yeah. a sufficient amount of sleep, um, you know, hyperlipidemia, which is, which is high cholesterol, was uh, related to my, my diet, you know. Um, my diet was, in my view at the time, you know, what everyone else ate, you know, I... I um, I, I, I hardly drank soda, but it was in retrospect, you know, all the processed sugar and, and carbohydrates that I, was, uh, that I was eating. Once I cut out the added sugar, the, the processed carbs, the refined carbs, then miraculously, you know, my, my blood levels, blood work uh, improved um, almost dramatically, you know, almost unbelievably uh, within, within a short period. Uh, and, and that's when it occurred to me, it's, it's what, you, what you eat, you are really what you eat, you know? And, and I, I think when you're young, you don't really appreciate that, you know? You, no, you eat good? what's good and you don't really, you know, most people don't, you know, who are not health conscious, uh, you know, they, they just go by taste and what they want to eat. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. when you're young and healthy and you don't have any conditions, of course, you want to enjoy life, but... On the back of your mind, I, I think there should be some kind of um, restraint in, in, not, in not going too crazy and and being aware. Yeah, don't think that you yeah. can like work it off later or like work out later and it'll go away. It'll kind of like yeah, yeah as long bit, as you are aware of what day you're by day. And, and 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 have some restraint, you know, and, and try at least try to eat healthy most of the week. It'll it'll pay off in the long run. No, absolutely. I, I, I think like just going back, like you mentioned a lot of great things because it's just one thing about social media, like you said, like how is this person doesn't know anything about medical giving advice and they'll get thousands of people to do it. And then you get your medical field professionals like telling you to do this and they're like, ah, oh, uh, maybe, maybe not like right. that, that, that kind of feel. So I love that you're doing that, like how you're using Instagram as a different platform to promote the health and like to be be proactive, not reactive. Like, right. I, I, like, yeah. I, I have a lot of friends too, that just like 
oh, my knee hurts. Um, it's from this, but let me go just do this anyway. But they're not like proactive, like, hey, let, I know this might happen from the workout. I'm going to prepare it. I'm going to work on these things, get some stability exercises going, mm -hmm. like work, stretch, work on these. Like that proactive is missing. And like when you're in your 20s, yeah, you, you can eat whatever you want, but it will come back. Like, uh, right. like so many times people come up and, hey, you have to watch what you're doing. Like, like mm -hmm. uh, just adjust a couple things. You don't have to like do all this, but adjust a couple of things and be aware. Like that, how you said, right. like I'm 31 right now and I'm, I'm feeling injuries when it happened back in like high school during like when mm -hmm. I play sports, like, cause you, mm -hmm. you don't stretch, you don't, you eat like crap. I know in, in high school, it was like you eat Cheetos and cheese or something like that in a pizza. Mm -hmm. And then, you don't and you don't practice till 5 PM. So you mm -hmm. ate at noon and then practice at 5 PM and you're like, okay, I'm fine. And then don't take mm -hmm. care of your body after. So now, yeah. like, I'm definitely feeling it. Like, once I hit 29, 30, like, all my injuries from years ago, I'm like, I'm. it's affecting how I do now. So, like, take it from Eugene, take it from Peter, take it from myself, everybody that's hanging out. Like, try to adjust those things and be proactive. And that's why I love that you brought all those things up. And your challenges. Like, we can't forget about your challenges that you face. Like, just when you're young, like, your challenges that you face, like, to get you where you are right now. And, like, with all the challenges, like, would you say that's how it kind of shaped you to who you are today and like how push you to like this direction, like based on all those challenges? Yeah, of course. I, I think, um, I think that applies to everyone um, who you learn from your hardships and, and your mistakes and, and your challenges. You know, had I been thoroughly healthy, you know, in my twenties and thirties, you know, would I be the person that I'm today? Probably not. You know, I, I, I'm very vocal about, the importance of health and, and fitness because of my own health challenges, you know? Um, and on top of that, the health problems that I see daily at work, you know, it's, it's a combination of both, you know? So I, I have my own experiences, um, which I, I think a lot of younger people can, can learn from, but also almost on a daily basis, I, I see the consequences of poor decisions made by patients, you know, in their youth. Um, and what I think would be useful is if everyone in their twenties and thirties kind of visits their local hospital and, and, and is given a tour um, of the ICU and of the medical floors and interview the patients and be like, Hey, what do you, can you tell me what conditions you have? And they'll give you, you know, they're all, have the same thing, you know, high blood pressure, coronary artery disease, diabetes, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And they're all on 10 medications, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I think if there was a way to connect young people, you know, um, in your generation to the older people that are suffering from their decisions, then I, I think it would hit home and it would make more impact, you know. Most definitely. So That's I, a great I, point. That's yeah. very true. So it, it's no, a matter, it's a you know, as you alluded to, you really have to take control of your own health. Uh, otherwise, it will control you. Um, and, you know, it will impact your other goals and ambitions in life. You know, it's, I, I think people have to remember when you're, when you're young, you want to, con you know, you, you have all these ambitions, you want to conquer the world. But try not to do it at the expense of your health. You know, I, I went through, you know, my twenties, no, um, true. sleeping very little, you know, um, 
in retrospect, eating poorly, you know, and, and as a result, 20 years later in, in my early 40s, I, I am very strict with my diet. I, I wish if I were to go back in time, I knew half what I know now by nutrition back then. And then I wouldn't be struggling to play mm-hmm. catch up now. You know, maybe I could enjoy, for example, in 2020, I haven't had a cheat day. You know, uh, I, I think it was made easier by, by the pandemic. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's not enjoyable just having a very restricted diet, you know, all the time. You know, you wanted to have occasional cheat days and, and enjoy life, you know. Had I been more, more wise with my nutrition early on, then I, I think I would have, I would have more latitude now, um, you know. So early on, if if you if you're if you're bad to your body, you know, you're just gonna have, you're 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 gonna deal with the consequences later on. You know, most people, you know, when when they're young, they don't care about their life when they're forty or fifty. You know, um, it, it seems so far far away. You know, uh, but. You know, for the most part, all you guys will reach, you know, 40 or 50, you know, and that day uh, of reckoning mm-hmm. will come, you know, um, so you, you will, you may regret mm-hmm. decisions you're making now. And, and so you got to put yourself in, in the future version of yourself. Um, and so that your, the future version of yourself will thank you for, for, for decisions you made. Most definitely. And since we're speaking of like future recommendations and stuff because we we have both mm-hmm. of us have friends that are going through the medical field currently what would you recommend for people who are going through the medical profession or considering especially because i know medical school has like oh, okay you, you, there are days when you don't sleep at all you're just studying or you're yeah, yeah. staying up late in the medical field for shifts or whatnot what would you recommend for people oh, okay. who are planning yeah, i so, want to um, be a medical professional going into medicine is a very very huge commitment and it's it's something that requires a lot of investment of your time and, it, and it's expensive too. So, you know, say you want to become a doctor, you know, after college, it's four years of med school and then it, it could be another six to up to 10 years of additional training. That, that's a lot of time, you know, when you could be spending your youth, you know, traveling, you know, making real money early on. Um, and, and so something you don't want to get into unless you're passionate about medicine, about science, about fitness, about health. You know, that's those are things you need to be passionate about because I, I don't think from a financial standpoint, it's not worth the, the, the time and financial investment. You know, if you're going to be a, a physician, you're not going to be, you know, living in a yacht and, and making millions of dollars. That's just the reality of an overwhelming majority of physicians. But however, for the right person, You'll, you will be doing a job in which you get satisfaction, in which you, know, you will enjoy the daily work. If the topic of medicine is something that interests you or you're passionate about, and if you like you know, treating or diagnosing diseases in, in patients and working with patients, then it is a career for you. Occasionally, you'll, you'll have people going into medicine because of, of security or the prestige or th- because their parents want them to do it, you know. I, I think those are all the wrong motivation because it's at the end of the day, it's, it's, your, yeah. it's your career, it's your life, um, it's your time, you know, and you want to come out of it being passionate about, about what you do.
you know, and the more passionate you are about your job, the better you'll, you will be at it. Definitely. Because we like grow up from Asian households, right? That influence mm-hmm. from like family is like huge. Like there's always that like you should try to go to medical school, be a lawyer right. or something. And we shouldn't let that influence us. We don't have that passion. Would you recommend like not like just don't, don't yeah, don't it. pursue it. I mean, I, I grew up in an Asian household. Um, I grew up in a household where I was brainwashed into thinking, you know, it's it's really only about medicine or law or business, you know. I, so um, I, I totally understand yeah. that. No, most definitely. I, I know I grew, grew up that way too. My my parents were like, hey, go straight into pharmacy. And I was like, right. it's going to make you money. It's going to give you a mm-hmm. stable, sustainable life. And I, I did. I did go through pharmacy for college. But then studying halfway, I just crashed and I, I burned because I was like, I just kind of had that yeah, yeah. Me that realization yeah, and, that it's not for me, but I just that's, kept you did the right move. I do acknowledge the fact that mm-hmm. my my parents uh, kind of brainwashed me growing up, but then when I was in college, they 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 gave me the leeway to make my own decision, you know. Um, and, and so I really, you know, I went into college thinking, okay, maybe um, I should go into medicine, but I wasn't sure a hundred percent, and. And I, and I explored, you know, I was pre-med, but then at one point I dropped out of pre-med because I was like, hey, I'm not sure if, what, what if there's something else that's, that's more suitable for me? And, you know, I, I explored other areas and, you know, I, I thought about finance and, and largely because, you know, my colleagues, you know, my, my, um, my classmates were all going into finance at the time and, and they were, you know, making a lot of money they're traveling and, and living exciting lives in, the, in their 20s and i was kind of intrigued by that and but you know when, when i realized you know so I, I started taking econ and finance courses and then i realized the actual material itself didn't interest me you know i was doing it for the wrong reason conversely mm-hmm. you know I, I was more passionate about the sciences you know i was i was passionate about learning about how the human body works, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it really comes down to the actual work itself. You know, is the daily work, everyday work you do, is this satis- is it bringing you satisfaction? You know, are you passionate about it? You know, you know, everything else, um, the, the security or making your parents happy, the prestige, you know, the money, you know, it, it's all that is, is secondary, you know, and I, I firmly believe that if, if you go into something and you have a passion for it, you will be successful and, and, and the money will come. Like, like, like I told you, like medicine is, is, is not something that people should go into for the money, you know. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, um, typically Asian parents like it because, you know, the prestige and, and stability. However, you can do something that yeah, is true. not traditionally lucrative. I can't, I can't think of an example on top of my head. Maybe like social media or something that that's not non-traditional, you know, uh, or an artist or a musician or an actor, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're passionate about it, you can be successful and make tons of money, you know. So you really have to really have a passion sure. about about the actual work, and everything else will align in place as long as you're willing to to work hard at it, you know. Um, if you go into pharmacy and you don't like pharmacy and, and, you know, it's, it's, if it's drudgery, then it, it's unlikely that you will find success in that field, even though you'll find a job, you know, no, in pharmacy, you Agreed. know, and you may be, you may be 
financially stable. Um, mm-hmm. However, I, I will it bring you happiness? Will you bring you success? Will you become uh, a star in your field? Unlikely, you know. Um, so, no, that's very true. That's exactly what I what I found. Like I I went through. I think after like my first for one and a half semesters, I I went through a really heavy phase of like depression. I was just by myself. Every day was just dreadful because I I was fa- starting to fail classes and I just went. I was in a in a hole pretty much, and that, that's what I realized. I was like, this is this isn't the way to go. And I tell that to everybody that I see now, like, hey, like if you're not passionate about it, like mm-hmm. please don't do it. Like I care for you, and I'd rather you do something that you love so much mm-hmm. that. You're, even if you don't make a dime, mm. you just go in and you feel right. happy. And, 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 you're still able you know, to sustain a life. Uh, that's as long as you're happy and, and mm. you're willing to work hard, then I think, you know, it's the financial security, you know, or the other parts will, will come. It, but you, at first, you have to like the job. Uh, you, you, you're you're going to do it every day. I, I'm fortunate to have um, mm-hmm. picked a field that, a profession that, which brings me satisfaction I enjoy going to work. I mean, I don't, you know, people hate Mondays. You know, people hate, a lot of people hate strolling into work. I, I look forward to it, you know, um, and it's, yeah. it's truly a blessing yeah. for sure. I love that you brought up the passion part. Like, mm-hmm. it, what do you think people are so afraid to follow their passion? Is it the security mostly or was it like, because it's like the road of unknown? I, I guess from your opinion, like, what do you think? Uh, and this could be advice for him too, as well. Like, what do you think? Why people are so afraid of pursuing their passion? Right. I, I think it could be, you know. I mean, for me, uh, luckily, you know, you know, the path of my passion and, and, and my career in medicine happened to align, and it, you know, I was able to make my parents happy, and it's a stable profession. But now, say my passion was in something else. Say I wanted to be, my passion was in painting or, or being an artist or being a musician, you know, um, that's more challenging, you know, because you know, traditionally, um, those, those, those roots are, are, have, are associated with less stability, you know, you know, so I, I think for a lot of people, it's, it's the unknown, mm-hmm. you know, the uncertainty of, of going down that path or, or possibly the resistance that they're receiving, they're getting from, from their peers, from their family, from the parents, or it could just be themselves. You know, they have some self-doubt. Um, they don't have the confidence. They're, 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 they're nervous, you know? So I, I think it's, it's probably multi, multifactorial. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's easier said than done. If you're in the middle of pharmacy school and you, you know, you may be in debt, you know, um, and it may be easier just kind of just finish up and get a job. That may be the easier yeah. route, you know, it's like, you know, say, so you want to quit and go into say podcasting, you know, um, yeah, that's, that's right. potentially insecure mm-hmm. option. You know, you spent all this time paying for, for mm-hmm. school, trying to get into school and, and totally jump into a different field. There's a lot of uncertainty or, or, and, and, and doubt, you know, um, there, there are a lot of reasons why, you know, it, it, it it's difficult. Yeah. It's just that fear of like that tunnel, right. like they, you see that light, but you're sure. scared of walking through that tunnel to get mm-hmm. to that light. All that darkness is, I think what a lot of people are scared of. 
speaking of advice, like to wrap all this up and to everybody that's listening, like from all your challenges, from all that you went through and all that you've known, like what one piece of advice you want to leave everybody with? Like it could be anything, honestly. We leave it right here to our guests, kind of like mm-hmm. what advice you want to just like, here it is. But one advice, huh? Um, tough one, tough one. Tough one, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You are born with one body. Um, you know, it's not like you can rent another body uh, or switch it out. You know, you're, you're, you're left with one body. And so my advice yeah, is take good care of it, you know, whether it's physically, spiritually, mentally, you know, really, really embrace it. Because it will be the same body that you'll die in, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 years on the road, you know. Uh, I, I think people get caught up with a lot of things that are relatively unimportant, you know. The clothes, the car, the house they'll live in. And, and all that can, can come and go, you know, overnight or, 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 or a short period. But the one constant thing is, is yourself, is is uh, the body that you, you were born in and, and you will stay with throughout your entire life. To be, it's important to be reminded of that, you know, uh, and, and that, you know, if you lose your mental, your physical health, you know, really, really, really nothing else matters in the world. So I, I think if that's kept on people's, the back of people's mind, um, then I think it will allow us to live healthier lives, you know, um, and, and that will, the healthier you are, that, that will allow you to achieve success in other areas of life, whether it's, it's professional or social or other areas of life, you know, it, it's contingent on your, on your health. Um, and so I, I think that's the, the main message I want to, I want to emphasize. That's sort of the message I would want my Instagram page to, to promote, you know, um, and that's what I firmly believe in. And that's how I, I live my life presently. Um, whereas, it, you know, in my twenties and thirties, you're, you're so caught up with the being on the treadmill of life, you know, of, of the, the next promotion of the next you you want the next, I don't know, the big, you're coveting a certain car or clothing item. And it's, it's, you want to go up the social ladder and it's constant chasing, chasing, but at, at the end of the day, it's really all contingent on, on, on you having a healthy mind and, and, and body. If you keep that in the back of your mind, I think a future version of yourself will appreciate that down the road. I think you handled that tough question very well. Okay. I, mean, I think like in that whole thing, like they, everybody was like, oh man, that is true. That is true. Like, mm-hmm. And speaking of Instagram too, how can they find you, uh, Eugene? Yeah, so my handle... Um, Eugene Choi, MD. Um, I, I answer all, I, I, at least I try to, all, all my DMs, you know, um, as long as it's a genuine question, you know, I, I get a lot of, hi, how are you? That's it, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, aside from stuff. the weird, yeah, we get you, know, random, you know, inappropriate <laughs> comments or questions, if it's sincere question, I answer it 100%, you know. Um, my page is like I said, an extension of my daytime job. If I can help people with their health, if I can provide some level of inspiration, I, I, I've, I've done my job. You know, I, I think, you know, as I reach my middle age, 
you know, I wonder how can I or or have some positive impact as a physician. You know, it, it's it's kind of exhausting being in the hospital and just dealing with very very sick patients who who honestly have very little hope in in, in reversing their illness. You know, and it, it it could be very mentally exhausting. You know, and, and I think it's more exhilarating to be able to to have an impact on young healthy people so that they don't reach that point down the road. Uh, and, it, and if I'm able to have that impact on a wider scale, mm-hmm. you know, then that's something that I would be very proud of down the road when I close out my, my career, you know, uh, to, to be able to say, hey, um, I was able to use my skill set and my training, you know, my experience to, to have an impact on a broad scale that I think that would make me feel good. And I, I think the 70 or 80 year old version of me will look back and appreciate what I'm doing now. So, um, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's awesome. Yeah. So everybody hanging out with us, like if you want to contact Eugene, don't text him or message him. Hi, how are you? Or anything like that nature, like make sure it's sincere. Like, and we appreciate you so much for hanging out with sure. us today. Eugene. Sure. Thank you. Like, Thanks for reaching man. out. No, of yeah, course. Yeah. And I know you're on vacation and you're taking a time out. Like that's Eugene. Like he's man. He, thank you so much. And for everybody that's hanging out, like don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, and join Hangout Talks on all your podcast listening channels. Um, and remember to follow us on Instagram too as well. Mine is Mr. Good underscore all. And mine's Peter, the suited marketer. Look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode.